Yo, if you're a real fan of hip-hop culture, then listen up because we got some news for you. Hip-Hop Confessions Podcast, hosted by me, Mad Skills, is teaming up with the Questions Hip-Hop Trivia for a live podcast and trivia game experience called Questions and Confessions. It's the ultimate hip-hop learning experience. Come through and kick it with me and my homie Sean Kantrowitz, the creator of the game, as we interview special guests from your city and get their hip-hop confession, and then we let the audience go head-to-head with hip-hop trivia for a chance to win some really dope prizes. It's a perfect night curated for the real fans of the culture. Sunday, March 26th, we'll be in Washington, D.C. at the National Hip-Hop Museum. Monday, March 27th, we'll be at Punchline Comedy Club in Philly. Tuesday, March 28th, join us in Virginia Beach at the Beach House 757. And Wednesday, March 29th, our final stop is my hometown, Richmond, Virginia, at the Park RVA. If you love hip-hop culture, you really don't want to miss this exclusive event. Go to the link in my Instagram bio for tickets, at SkillsVA. Hope to see you there. My name's Shaquan, but a lot of people know me by my other name, Mad Skills. I'm an MC. My name is Mad Skills. Let's make some noise. I'm a DJ. Oh, yeah. I'm a ghostwriter for some of your favorite rappers. I'm not about to tell you who, though. But most importantly, I'm a hip-hop enthusiast. Hip-hop confessions is raw, unfiltered conversations with my friends revealing things that they didn't like, never knew about, I don't know, or never got into about hip-hop culture. So sit back. Oh, come on, y'all. Turn up the volume. Hip-hop. And listen to hip-hop confessions. Because everybody's got one. Here's a little story that must be told. And it goes a little something like this. this, 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 this. Yo, yo, what's up, world? It's your boy, Mad Skills, and we are back. This is Hip-Hop Confessions. My podcast where I bring in industry veterans and people that I love, my friends, my homies, and I get them on camera and on audio to reveal something hip-hop or just music-related that they've never told anybody. You know what I mean? It could be a story. It could be a moment. But we like to call those hip-hop confessions. And right about now, I got a guy straight out of the bay by way by way of Atlanta, though. You know what I mean? Like, And um, one of my, you know, one of my friends who's a... A pretty dope producer making his way into this music game, man, and uh, using social media to his to his advantage to get himself noticed. One of the people that use social, I feel like he's using social media in the right way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to get him on and, and give him a, a opportunity to spill one of his hip hop confessions. You already know what it is, man. So listen, I got my man in the building, Yon Hunter. What's good, bro? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Honored to be on, man. How about yourself? How you feeling? Uh, listen, man, it's, it's, you know, it's 2023. It's a new year. You know what I mean? New new ex- projects. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm excited about a lot of things that I got going on. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I'm ready to get, I'm ready to hit the ground running, man. Let's get it. Yes, sir. How about you? I'm doing good, man. Uh, as we were saying earlier, you know, the birthday is coming up and everything, man. So I'm feeling right. I'm, right. You know, feeling my mojo and everything, man. So I'm excited <laughs> for the new year and everything that's in store. And where where are you right now? Are you are you in Atlanta or are you in the Bay? So I'm currently in Atlanta. Oh, okay, in the A, A Town. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I listen, I, I was just in Atlanta uh right before the new year. Um I did a show out, out there uh and ran into you know, a good a lot of good people. Uh, I always I used to live in Atlanta for a hot second. I liked it down there. Oh yeah. What part yeah, you dope. in? You outside the city or you you in the city? Definitely outside the city, so I'm a, I'm a little ways out, mm-hmm. but not too far. But you know, okay. I'm on the west side, I twenty. You know, so yeah, 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 yeah. Dope, dope, man. 
So listen, um, you know, you came to 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 our ears and our, you know, you got on our radar from your 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 uh, your chill vibes, um, you know, uh, sessions that you ran and your and your joints that you ran, and it ended up getting a lot of attention from a lot of different celebrities. Like, can can you tell me how how did it feel to have people like you know Queen Latifah and all of those people that was running your joint for you, man. How did how did that feel when you when you feel like you started reaching people that really have have made a, a dent in this culture? How did that feel for you? Honestly, <clears throat> it made me almost I was almost in tears to be honest with you because they wow. they molded my ears. You know, Queen Latifah, Jazzy mm-hmm. Jeff, uh yeah. all of them, man. Like I used to, you know, Watch them on TV, still do, you know, watching retro shows, right. living single, man, Fresh Prince and all of that. So mm-hmm. it just really meant a lot uh, to get that respect from them just because they really, I mean, it's in, it's embedded in my DNA, that 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 whole hip hop vibe, man. So I was, I was just honored. Yeah, man, it's, it's pretty dope to have people like Jazzy Jeff, Tia Mari, you know what I'm saying, Teddy Riley, you know what I'm saying, who is... One of the goats, in my opinion, <laughs> sure. I always say. You know, it's funny because when I see Teddy Riley, he don't even call me by my name. He just called me Virginia. When I see him, <laughs> I, I see him at the airport or something. He'd be like, "Virginia, what up?" You know what I mean? <laughs> so um, to have you know somebody like Teddy Riley on your line, man, and, and to like what you do as far as you know music is it, crazy because you know that guy. I mean, he probably the only super producer that is responsible for two other super producers. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. when you think about Teddy and, and, and what he's done, you know, in the Virginia area. But how For did sure. you start? Uh, how did you start? How did you come to love music and, and to even get to, to, to producing and doing what you do? For sure, my pops. Um, my I come from mm-hmm. a musical family, so my dad uh, plays keys. He had an R&B band back in the day. And so uh, my mom is also a music teacher. So it was just oh. bred in me, and then eventually yeah, my dad gonna, became a pastor. Yeah, <laughs> man, you know. So my dad brought the R and B vibes to church, and he became a pastor and stuff like that. And then I remember watching him in the studio one day, and he actually showed me what recording was. And I remember him playing some chords. And then um, when the click kept going, he said, "All right, now this is recording." I'm going to lay this down and then watch what happens. So he laid his chords down, and then that fourth bar came around, and measure one came, and what he played kept going, and he stopped playing. I, I was sold after that, bro. I was like, this is magic. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's cold. Right. You mean to tell me you recorded that? So, yeah. <laughs> that was it for me. Oh, so you a church kid? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It makes sense. I can... I can... Now, that totally makes sense to me. A lot of people, uh, a lot of dope producers, you know, come from the Warren Campbell, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like people like that who who can who can be in 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 that vibe as far as gospel music and, and can play a whole service and then turn around and make a banger for DJ Quick like the, the same night. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it's man. all it's all music theory, man. You know what I'm saying? Like for sure. And I, I believe that when you love music. You know, it it'll you know it speaks to you in different ways. It's gonna attract you, regardless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So and so 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 you was in the studio with your dad at around what age were you when that when that happened? I think he 
introduced me into that when I was about like eight, eight or nine, something like that. And um, mm. I remember he had a, a Insonic SQ1, and he midied that up to his Doctor Rhythm uh, drum machine 880, and he just showed me like the whole, the whole game of like sequencing and recording and. Mm -hmm. You know, laying down the A section, a B section, the C section, and then, you know, sequence it all down. And then, um, yeah, he was recording to, uh, I can't remember, I was trying to think of the name brand of the CD burner that he had, but it was a writable mm -hmm. CD burner. And we was able to record mm -hmm. onto CD in real time. So it was like on some real analog stuff. Yeah, no, nah, it definitely sounds like it. It sounds like Pop knew exactly what he was doing. You know yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you sure. started to, so you saw it, you saw it at eight or nine through, through your father. And, yeah. and at what age were you when you started like tinkling around on your own, trying to, you know, find your own voice and your own creativity? I would say around honestly 14. Cause like it was, a, it was a lot happening in tandem with that. I, I came up playing drums first. And so uh, after kind of getting solid somewhat on the drums around 13, 14, I started tinkling on the keys and mm -hmm. I, I just wanted to emulate, you know, what my dad was doing. And then that's when I kind of got hip to, you know, some R&B artists like your Jill Scott and, you know, Words and Sounds mm -hmm. Volume 1 record. And so uh, i never forget a friend of mine, his name is Laren. Shout out to him, man. Shout out to you, Laren. He showed me the chords to uh, It's Love. And um, mm -hmm. I took those chords and learned how to, you know, transpose them up different keys and, and figure out what buttons to press. So by the time I was like 15, my stuff started making a little sense <laughs> so, somewhere around right. there. So definitely 14, 15. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So then in, in around 2004, you, you went viral. Uh, how was that? Like, and, and tell us about that experience. Yeah, I mean, this was before YouTube. This was this was on a site called Gospel Chops. Um, shout out to Gerald Forrest. And um, it's basically a site for people to learn chops, you know, on different instruments, keys, drums, whatever. So they recorded me. I sound like I need to go on there because I, I I can't play. That can site songs, is vintage. <laughs> like, it's, it's vintage. Oh, it's done. <laughs> it's vintage. It's, it was like 04. This was like, because otherwise I'm pretty sure he <laughs> probably would have did it on YouTube or something like that. But this was right. just before YouTube took off. And so anyway, uh, after we recorded the video about like six months later, uh, he came back. Gerald came back to me. He said, hey, man, your video is doing really well. He's like people in Africa and, and all over the world, they watching you. And he was like, your video got like 300,000 views. And at the time, I didn't know what that meant in 2004. I was like, OK, that's, right. that's dope. And so it wasn't until I got on MySpace. <laughs> I got on mm -hmm. MySpace where yes. people started, yeah, people start figuring out like people oh, start putting you in their top eight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on, bro. Yeah, Listen, man. That's so that's kind of real. Like, when you was in my top eight, it was real. That was it, bro. So that's how I figured out what virality was. Was when I got on MySpace and I saw how many people like bombarded my page at that time. I was like, oh wow. So that video really did go what they call viral. That's crazy, yeah. man. Like. To, you know, to be able to, you know, be in that age right before YouTube and knowing 
you know what I'm saying, that your stuff is getting out to people that you never could have been able to touch from the, you know, the confines of your own home or your own city. And just to, to see that love, man, um, you know, it's definitely a, a thing that can boost your confidence and, and let you know that you're on the right path. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's like if, if you play ball with your homies and you, you crushing them every day, like, it's different when you go to, to a real gym with some real players and you still get off. And then you're like, yeah. okay, I might really be good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. just ain't my brother just telling, my parents saying, yo, you're so good. Like, other people are telling me that. So maybe I could do this. I, I've been down that road. You know what I'm saying? I, I definitely know what it is. So how did you come up? You know, you got a tag. You know, your, your famous tag is That's Hunter. You know what I'm saying? How did you come up with, with that particular tag? And 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 what made you what made you go that route? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, my uh, my guy Louis Lou, shout out to him. He uh, he featured on one of my older records from uh, 2018. And at the end mm-hmm. of the song, I went up to his studio in Fresno to record it. And so, um, dope rapper. And after he finished, he was like, "I'm good, Hunter." And so I was like, "All right, bet." So I stopped Pro Tools. And um, I was listening to the record one day, and I was like, hey, Louie, can you, next time you record something, can you do a sound bite for your boy and just say, that's Hunter for me? Like, that's all I need, just that, that's Hunter. Like, anytime you're about to get in the booth, just send me that little sound bite. So he was like, yeah, I got you, bro. And so he sent me the sound bite, and I was like, this is it. I'm about to use this in front of every <laughs> single track that I do. Like, I want to brand it. Right. And it just resonated with me. Yeah, no, nah, it's definitely um, it definitely stands out. You know what I mean? Cause so so with you being from the Bay, um, you know, so did you go to did you go to school up there or, like, what was it like when you was coming up in, in the Bay Area as far as music? You know, getting your music chops up, and is that where your your dad started doing the, the pastoring in in the Bay? Yep, absolutely. So okay. because my dad, you know, had that R and B vibe, he ended up befriending like a ton of session players. So like, uh, I call him my play uncle, but my uncle Anthony Yates, he's been on the roll with Sly and the Family Stone for years. And um, Mm. he had a band with Anthony Yates, Will Yancey and all of them. So they kind of took me in as like little nephew. And so then Mm -hmm. as my dad's church grew, more members came through, he started to hire more, you know, younger musicians. He kind of passed the mantle down. So, uh, Thomas Pridgen would come through there, phenomenal drummer. Mm. Uh, Eric Moore would come through there, phenomenal drummer and play. And I would just get to sit in and watch them smash, you know. And right. um, then Carl Mason came through the church. He's a phenomenal uh, director. And he introduced me to, like, listening to Calvin Rogers and, like, just other dope drummers and stuff. And so then later I started uh, befriending um, like Dave Jackson, a huge mm-hmm. musician. He was the MD for Jennifer Hudson for years. And um, man, Marcus Crawford and uh, our big cuz, uh, Nehemiah, all, we all kind of came up together. And so they kind of really just fostered me in. Like they all kept tabs on me, checked on me. They would call right. my dad to see how I was doing. And um, I just had a really good community of like phenomenal musicians coming up in the Bay. And, and it's another generation of ph- uh, phenomenal musicians coming up out of the Bay now, too. 
Yeah, man, it's um, you know, it's definitely a city that's rich in its own history. Yeah. Um, you know, the first person, you know, the first person that I would think that I remember when I was young that would say they was from that area um was was Sheila E. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I I didn't know, you know, when she would say, "Yeah, the bay, you know, Oakland," you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, "What's what's the bay?" You know what I mean? Like what what is that? You know, cuz I knew it wasn't <laughs> LA, but I knew it wasn't you know, it was it was like northern California. So my my um I think somebody in my family was like, yeah, it's like upper, upper. They said it's upper California. That's how they would say it. Yeah. And um, and then uh, once the first time I went out there, uh, it was in the nineties actually, and I, I loved it. Like, you know, what I mean, it was just, it was just a dope city. Like, I and I could see how the the um the musicality in that city and how you know they were just different all the way from you know Tony Tony Tony. To you know, what I'm saying E40. Yep. You know what I mean? Like just yep. too short. You know what I mean? It would. It was always a cool thing about the Bay, where, um, it it was you know even in the '90s, like when when things came down to uh you know, the hip hop and how you know uh certain rappers you know I I can't say names but just certain rappers would would follow like the the drug dealer mantra like you know the Gambinos like oh you know yeah. we like a crime family we you know we get money we 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 uh you know we we kingpins in the bay it was always like pimping yeah. you know, like, they yeah. didn't want to be yeah the bay rappers didn't want to be like hustling and in the streets they was like nah I got these broads like I got yeah. them on me Jack <laughs> you know what I'm saying like so it was like the cooler in the Bay, you were super cool as a rapper if you had hella women around you. you know what I yeah. Mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I just remember, I remember seeing some of the early videos. You know how dudes be in a video with all they homies. Exactly. I would see Bay rappers, and it'd just be a bunch of women. And yeah. They like, so they like, I ain't even gotta say it. Like you can see it. You know what you I'm saying? You know what like, it is. You, yeah, you know what it is. What I'm doing over here, like, and I was just like, dang, that's like. It's such a, a a different mindset, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, of just, you know, what what we into out here, and you can, and it definitely fell through in the music. You know what I'm saying? It was always funky. I appreciate you know what I'm it. Man. And probably one one of my favorite groups of all time is um, is Souls of Mischief. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole yeah. hieroglyphic. Yeah, you know I mean? all of that, and, um, all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's like the way the way that. Hyro rap. I've never heard nobody rap like that since then. It's like, mm. and if you rap like that, people would be like, oh, you trying to sound like yep. hieroglyphics. Yep. And, and it was just so ill, man. They was they they are not even was are probably one of the uh the dopest crews and just that pattern, the pattern of how they would pick the last word and then start the next word. You know what I'm saying? Start the next rhyme with a word that rhyme, but then still end on a totally separate word. It's, it's kind of like what Freeway does in a way, but but it was just different. You know what I'm saying? And they stuck yeah. to it. I love hieroglyphics. Casual, uh, casual, casual to this day has probably one of the best rap intros I ever heard in my life, and it was so simple. Um, he said, uh. He said, um, he said, yo, I write raps and when niggas bite, I clap because they shit sound better now. And I was just like, 
damn, that's cold. Like, yeah, man. Such a cold bar, man. Like, Bars, I, I mess with man. them. Shout out to the whole hieroglyphics, man. The whole hieroglyphics squad. So, yeah. uh, so at at school while you were in school, so you ran into another drummer that you know we we now know as the Pocket Queen. You know, what yeah, I'm saying? yeah. Tell me about that relationship and how y'all met. For sure. So, uh, I got a scholarship to go to Berkeley College of Music in 2007 to us to attend in 08. So, um, in 2008, uh, I was uh, just getting situated in the dorm at Berkeley, and um, we had what we call ratings auditions. And so, mm. uh, she was after me. And so, when she walked in, she was like, who is this dude on the doggone drums? And so, when I came out, uh, I was like, yo, you know, how you doing? I'm young. She's like, hey, I'm Taylor. You know, I know it's Taylor. And so we right. uh, met. And so, you know, she just complimented me and stuff. I was like, yo, I appreciate it. I was like, you got this. You about to kill it. And so when I heard her play, I was like, oh, snap. Like, my God. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. It's crazy. Right. Right. So, like, I was like, yo, she could smack. Like, but I was really impressed with, like, her, her groove and her pocket. And so, like, she was mm -hmm. just locking in to some uh, to some stuff at her ratings audition. And I come to find out, she uh, had the presidential scholarship. So I was like, I see why. Like, duh. Like, you <laughs> right, cold. Right. So right. We, we would share it together. Um, we would have, like, jam sessions, and she would come through, and they have, like, two or three different drum sets set up. So I would play one set. She will play another set, or I'll be on keys. She'll be on drums. And we just stayed close, like, ever since. Like, we just remained close. Even after graduating, uh, we followed each other on Instagram. We complimented each other all the time, DM'd each other. Right. From all the way from 2012, when we both finished, all the way to today. So we kept up for years. Right. Nah, she's super dope. Is she still in the Bay? No, nah, so she's in um, L.A. She's in L.A. now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, nah, I, me I remember the first time I saw her, um, I saw her playing 777-9311. Yep, that's and, the one. Um, and I, I, I lost, I lost all, like, because you know that's a Lindrum and it's like it's programmed. So exactly. The, the symbol, the, the, way that the, the way that the symbols are hitting, everybody used to say, like, yeah, no, that's not, like, humanly possible to do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, because the way that the symbols are going, the way that the, the hi-hat is hitting, you can't get to the other shit without getting off of it. Exactly. So to see her do it and get that close, I was like, ooh, she is a problem. Yep. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, nah. Shout out to the pocket queen, man. Love her, man. Got I got got to get her on the pod, man. I, I I could go, I could talk to her for hours. I just I, I think she's super dope, man. Like, yeah, dope. man. So much vocabulary. I was just talking to her today. We was just linking up. Uh, I had to uh, hook her up with uh, something that she's working on. I'll let her announce it. But um, we collaborated mm -hmm. together uh, on one of her one of her upcoming situations. So it's funny we mentioned dope. her. I just I literally just got off the phone with her. So <laughs> yeah. now nah, that's dope. That's dope, man. So listen, I got you here, man. You know what it is. The name of the podcast is Hip Hop Confessions. So we gonna get it started right here. So I'm gonna ask you, Yon Hunter. What is your hip hop confession? Uh man, I'm embarrassed, but we're gonna put it out there. 
This is this is a safe place. It's a safe place. <laughs> I, got I didn't know that Kid and Play was a duo group. I thought it was just Kid because all I would see was just the high top and coming up. Because you know I'm I'm a '90s kid, so like I wasn't. It was ahead of my time, but I was born during the you know the the development of it. And so I would always see a kid like feature on like Fresh Prince. I saw him feature on a couple of other TV shows. So I'm like, Martin. oh yeah, that's kid in play. It's like, you know, there's a whole nother person in the group, right? <laughs> so yeah. I was pretty embarrassed wait, when wait, I found wait, that wait. out. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's... So you thought that kid in play was a a a solo rapper. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. It was oh, bad. God. Like and I think now, I, I now t- mind you. <laughs> go ahead, I'm listening. I got to go ahead. <laughs> now I'm just gonna say like now part of that I I, I part of that is like being sheltered too because you know like coming up as a kid you know you're not supposed to be listening to stuff like that so I I would try to sneak right. and listen to what I what I could find and be like oh yeah that's a, that's a bop you know so yeah right so okay so did you ever see House Party? Later, <laughs> like, as an adult, yeah. <laughs> oh God! Now, now, mind you, if you saw, you know, if you saw him on Martin or you know a little guest TV shot, because he was the guy with the high top face. I could get it. I could understand. It. Yeah, and, like and and being and and being that you weren't, you probably wasn't allowed, or you was trying to sneak and watch things that you probably wasn't supposed to. I get that part too. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? I can understand it. You're a church, you're a church kid, so I can understand. Even though Kid and Play is probably the cleanest, right behind Will Smith and, and Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff, they were probably the cleanest hip hop duo we ever had. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. But, yeah. Wow. So you just thought the brown skinned dude next to him was just a dancer or something. You ain't even Bro, legit, <laughs> man. Like I would try to find as much as I could find, like, you know, way, way later on, man. But like now, like, yeah, like going on YouTube and all of that. I think like once I got to college, like in two thousand eight, that's when like all of that stuff, like all best was off. Like I knew where everybody was by that point. Okay, wait, so you didn't know? You thought all the way up until 2008 he was a solo rapper? Bro, because I wasn't listening to that <laughs> stuff. Like, because oh. it's crazy. Like, back then, you had to have money to have, like, a mobile device or something like that, like an iPod yeah. or something. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, by the time I yeah. had access to those means, it was around that area because technology kind of mm-hmm. advanced to like you don't need CD players no more. Yeah. So you like just walk around with ten thousand songs in your in your hand. In your pocket. You know what I'm saying? Like I had yeah. to I I'd never forget this is a funny story, a quick story, but basically how I got around it was I would burn CDs and so I would find something, I would put it on a, a blank CD. And so they were my dad, you know, hey, what you listen to? I'll I'll pop open a CD player and be like, it's this. But if it was the actual CD with the, yeah, he would have been like, who is this? And then it would have been oh, a Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if he saw the artwork and all that, he could get, you could be like NWA. And he like, yeah, nah. Yeah, exactly. So Right. Okay. Yeah. So the CDs had to be non-labeled. Yep. Smart. Yeah, hacks. Smart. <laughs> and you know what? And be, and be, And doing that probably opened you up to a whole different world. A music outside of what you know your your pops will probably be cool with you listening to, you know. What yeah, I'm no, hundred percent. Because even though it, 
Yeah, even though it might have had some content that might not have been cool or maybe some offensive language, you probably was listening to it like, bro, that chord changed. Or, or, or you know what I mean? What instrument is that? You know what I'm saying? How they make it sound like that? Dude, Dang, that's crazy. My vocabulary shifted. Like, once I heard Words and Sounds Volume 1, everything shifted for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's that. I don't know what that is, but that sound, that, whatever. And I found out it was a Rhodes. I was like, I need that. Mm-hmm. I need a Rhodes. Yeah. Like, that was it for me. Yeah. Touch of touch jazz. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All, all six of them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jeff, Carvin, and Ivan, Keith and D, and Dre and Vidal. Yep. They, they crafted that whole thing. And it's still, it's still, you know, it's still a classic to this day. And I think, uh, yeah, Jill just announced that she's about to go on tour this year and perform. That whole album, so I'll definitely be at one of those shows. Yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna try yeah, to. Link that's up. crazy. It's 20 years. <sighs> Dang man, that's that's crazy. That's wild. That's bro. crazy. That's yeah, wild. so yeah, it's, and it's crazy that you would get a co-sign from Jazzy Jeff, who was very instrumental in in helping that project see the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, for sure. It was again. I was, like I said, almost in tears because when it when it hits your childhood days it mm-hmm. hit different it hit different yeah yeah the funny part is for jeff to words and sounds you know once you heard that it changed your your trajectory of what you knew you wanted to make the co-sign mm. from jazzy jeff you know what i mean the 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 the, the, the nod of, of respect from jazzy jeff for what you do to you thinking that kid and play was one person and and that movie was the movie that Jeff and Will was supposed to be in, but they weren't in House Park. Wow. So, you know what I mean? It's it's like full, it's like full circle moment. We I had him on here and we did this confession like 2009 in that the uh original House Party script was meant for him and Will and they turned it down. That's crazy. Um, and it went to Kid and Play. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause when you like Jeff says, when you think about the premises of you know one of the guys was a rapper, and the other guy was a DJ. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's wild, man. Like that's so. Yeah. As far as production, like who are who are some of your who are some of your influences? Um, definitely um, the six. The, what you do? Definitely the six, man. No, yeah, touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, listen, they they hands down. Yeah. yeah, like that's. I mean that. That's my identity, honestly, like coming from that. And then later, uh, I got more hip hop uh, from listening to Dilla and stuff like that. I remember the first Dilla beat I came across, I think it was Sunbeams of all uh, tracks. I was like, nah, it, does he play? And it was like, he samples. Mm-hmm. I was like, interesting. So he's just got a natural ear for this stuff. And mm-hmm. just his swing and how the hi-hats would be behind the beat. Uh, just, mm-hmm. I could go, I could talk about that stuff for like hours on hours, but definitely Dilla. Um, and then, of course, like a Teddy Riley, because I actually do love like funky stuff too. And that kind of ties into like more of the gospel stuff. Like I thought when I was playing in church, I sounded churchy and people was like, no, you sound like Teddy in, in actual funk music. I was like, interesting. Mm-hmm. Cause I do listen to a lot of that stuff, so definitely yeah, no, along. Teddy's crazy. 
Yeah, so definitely that on the funkier side. And then I like, like, if I fast forward to, like, the current stuff, like, I definitely love D-Mile, DJ Camper, No ID, um, all of that stuff. Like, uh, even Ty Dolla Sign, like, some of the stuff he produces, too. Uh, mm-hmm. I really like that newer melancholy kind of vibe that they that they're kind of really pushing so i'm pretty sure i'm leaving out a a whole lot of people but definitely the pocket queen um our friends uh one of my guys uh oh gosh leotis shout out to you bro um kaylin ellis uh the whole like Mm -hmm. uh man just the whole katronada spawns you know like katronada's children from sonically wise you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I love those producers as well. And uh, Connor Albert from the UK. Just a, the whole Instagram social media situation really is just bonding us all together. Like, I'm finding people left and right that love hip-hop and R&B, and I'm like, instant follow. Heck yeah. Like, y'all you get ever, it. You ever, heard of a guy named, you ever heard of a guy named Brooke DeLow? Brooke DeLow? I don't think so. Yeah, he used to be, he was one half of this group called Jay Davey. And, um, Seriously, he, I know Jay Davy. Yeah. Oh, snap. yeah. So Jay Davy is all Brooke Delow. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> so you might want to dig in, into that because that was around the time when you got out of school. Around the time when you graduated, that was Jay Davy time. They was like the Black Eurythmics. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I know. I was Brooke. listening to Jay Davy nonstop from 2000. Mm-hmm. I want to say 2007, 8, 9, mm-hmm. and 10, I had them on repeat. Yeah, nah, they, Brooke DeLoe is probably a guy that, that you probably want to stick with because all, you know, uh, a lot of that, you know, the Keitronadas, Thundercats, and they were all like, you know what I'm saying, a synergy that happened, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, definitely. And and Dilla, you know, Dilla was, uh, I was the first person to, to actually pay Jay Dilla for a beat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, wow, I, I I was the first, and I it, it's crazy because uh, I was at a I was at a function the other night and I saw Denon Porter, Mr. Porter. Yeah, and uh, me and him had never met. Or uh, yeah, we never met. And um, he he said to me, he was like, "Oh man, what's up, bro?" I was like, he was like, "What up, Skills?" I was like, "What's up?" He's like, "Yo, you was you was the first cat we ever heard over Dilla beat outside the city." And I like really, he was like, "Bro, like." I was I, I I was the first placement because my stuff came out before Farside, you know what gotcha. I mean. And I passed, and it's a you know I I hate to talk about it, but um I passed on, uh, running by the Farside. Like, oh, yeah, dang, I, I, bro. To, to this day, <laughs> I still get yeah. Somebody asked oh. me about it at the airport like last week. Like, how did you? And don't in my defense, if I said before, I've said it before. <laughs> when I heard running, it was just the drums and the piano. It wasn't the run, run, and the the hook wasn't in it, of course. Yeah, it was just it was still an ill ass loop, but I don't, I didn't hear it. Just dang, I, I went with I went with a whole nother. What's crazy? I went with a whole nother beat. And if you listen to my first album, the first song is produced by Jay Diller. And it's called "It's Going Down," and it has a a a, a run. It's the Latin-y kind of. He, he was in his Latin bag. I think I I think I took a. We had to clear a Sergio Mendez record or something. So he was mm. kind of in his the Latin with the shakers. 
Yeah. You know I mean, and I just happened to get the other one. I ain't get the one one. You know what I'm saying? Dang. Yeah, man. but uh, no, super humble dude, man. Like very quiet, um, but paid attention. You know what I'm saying? And he was Q-tip. You know, Q-tip was just like pushing him heavy, like because I was like telling Q-tip, I want you on my album, and Q-tip yeah. like, no, 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 he's he. You gotta listen to him, and I'm like, yeah, 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 that's cool, but I want you. See, so like, listen to him first. And I'm like, ah, right. so he played me some joints, and I was like, damn, this shit sound like tribe shit, but better. You know what Dude. I'm saying? I'm like, and and like you said, the the whole the the swing and the the like all it it was almost like late. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like one more second of a measure, and it wouldn't even been on. It was like he wasn't going with the quantize; he was going with the feeling. Like I'm a program this shit like I'm doing it live. Yep. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Man. And that he brought a listen, shifted the whole game. When his beat tapes came out, they went like this. I bet, man. When, by the time you got it, you by the time you got it and you contacted him, you're like, yo, what's up with track 15? You're like, yo, Daylight already. Yeah, sorry. It's, <laughs> yeah, tip took that. Yeah. Bust Bust already got seven and twelve. It's gone. Like, like, fuck. Like. He was he was that guy though. Yeah, yeah, dude. So much, so much music mm-hmm. that was in him, even when he was in the hospital, still producing. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah. much, man. Um, one record that changed my life that he did uh, was "Think Twice." Uh, mm-hmm. "Think Twice" was hit for me. I had that on repeat for, I think, like two days straight. Like. The melody, right. the, the, I was just like, dude. Then that whole boom, 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 like all of it, just yeah, it's, it's just epic, man. Just so epic. All of his yeah, records, man. Just, he was definitely special. Yeah, and uh, you know, we we knew it when he was here. We knew it when he was here. We just we thought we would have more of him than we did. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. Didn't know that the, you know that he would leave us. Of course, there was no way of knowing because he was very secretive about everything that was going on in his personal life. So by the time sure. we got word of it, it was like, it was like, damn, he, what happened? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah, he was, he was sick. And he like, what? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it, it was a point where, you know, you didn't see him, you did, but you still heard the music. Like we had no clue he was in the hospital making beats still. You know what wow. I'm saying? Like that was some personal shit, but um, yeah, it just showed you that. how much he loved music, you know? Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. uh, had the opportunity to meet Ma Dukes at uh mm-hmm. at Berkeley, and um, they I was in a uh, Jay Dilla ensemble at school, and she came through um for the tribute, and so she brought uh the Ma Dukes shirts, and um, they gave us like a good little short little history lesson about him, and then like mm-hmm. you know the condition lupus and stuff like that, and. Their uh their cause and all of that. And so I just remember I gave her a big hug. I was just like, thank you. Just thank you yeah. for bringing him in. Nah, of course, you know, like, yeah. yeah, but just thank you. Like, because she knew what it was the whole time. So like, yeah. Yeah. Her her son was a, a special dude. So yeah. so what's next? What's what's next for you on the horizon? For you know what you're you know what you want to do in in the music game and and 
you know, what you want to bring to it? Honestly, man, um, I thought it was some new thing, but it's not. It's I kind of it's ironic that we talk about Dilla because I'm kind of following that same pattern of like just dropping tapes and tapes and tapes until you start getting ears of like influential people. So, mm-hmm. man, I, I could I just plan on doing the same thing, just scaling everything, honestly. And uh, I'm dropping mm-hmm. my album uh, on my birthday, uh, New Wave. And I'm collab- collaborating with, you know, hip hop artists mm-hmm. and, and uh, R&B artists, gospel artists and putting like a it's almost like a mixtape of like what each artist is kind of into. Um, it's a little more versatile than my tapes. But uh, just scaling everything, scaling everything on YouTube as well and create a, a community around this thing and, and teach people and, and get them involved and try to share my knowledge as much as I can and just be a blessing to people, honestly. That's dope, man. That's dope. I think you definitely got the chops for it. Um, and you will definitely be one of the greats when it's all said and done. Um, you, you're very... Your texture is very, like light, but still, you know, you give you give the the artist space in the mm. song. Yeah, a lot of people don't do that when they, a lot of people, you know, something you know. And there's no disrespect to nobody, but some people make beats, some people produce, and some mm. people do other things, compose and arrange, and 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 they 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 build things that become songs that change people's minds, you know what mm. I'm saying, and hearts and moods. Man. You know what I mean? Like um, you know, and I feel like when you start, you know, when you start to be able to do that, then you're moving into a whole different space as far as like who your music is going to touch and what mm. it's going to do. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, now nah, I definitely think you'll be one of those greats. Now, like like I said earlier in the pod, we talked about your tag and uh, how you came up with your tag, and I think it's a very dope story because I, I I just love the tag. I think it's super dope. So with that being said, I usually ask people, you know, oh, what's your top five, you know, rappers or top five beats? What is your top tags of other producers? Because I've never a... had anybody. I, I could never had anybody I could talk to that about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, so this one is definitely top, biased. Top tags. It's definitely biased, man. I think number one <laughs> goes to uh, my boy uh, Dini. Shout out to him. Dini made that. He's all over the place uh, with this international rapper. I forget his name. But he's got like this, uh, I don't know if that's his old girlfriend at the time, but she's like, uh, you hear that right there? Dini made that. And she does this funny laugh. But then when you hear that laugh, you know um, like a crazy thunderous beat is about to hit you. Right, but definitely right. his. Um, I do like uh, <laughs> it's. I know it's cliche, but I do like uh, Khaled's another one because it's like there's mm-hmm. so much behind that. Uh, from what I've experienced personally from posting videos, people have been like quoting that in the comments, and it now his tag resonates with me a little different. Uh, number right. three, I probably give it to DJ Camper. I like his new tag better. I don't know if he got his little cousin or little whoever. What was the old camper tag? Hey, DJ. 
Yeah, hey DJ. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like the new one. Uh welcome to the camp. Or it's the camp. Either one mm-hmm. of those is cool. It's I like camp, how he yeah. used it in the arrangements. Um mm-hmm. for sure. And then uh, I think since probably coming up in that time, just blaze. <laughs> And it was his own voice. Just was using his own voice. So that was Yeah. Fun. And and Timberland, like even though it wasn't like a traditional tag, I just liked the chicka 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 fucker man. Like I like that whole mm-hmm. I like you know it's a Timbo record when he comes on there beatboxing, like right. Be- yeah, facts. You know, so definitely that um, like yeah. yeah, that's my whole I think that's like all the way from now it's a what, good, 19, yeah, it's a good. Nineteen ninety eight, all the way to the current. So yeah, mm-hmm. I like as far as tags. I always like the cannon, cannon, cannon <laughs> steps back from from Madden. Cannon's yeah, Cannon's a good friend of the show. I always like Cannon. Um, uh, I like Cool and Dre's. They used to do a this is this is this is. Oh yeah, yeah. I always like that. Um, yeah, of course, Khaled, you know, he has a memorable one. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, and I, I wouldn't really call it a tag, but when it happened in records, I knew it was him, and I, I, I didn't need to know. I didn't need to hear it to know that he did the beat, but I always liked Teddy's Yep, Yep. Yeah, you yeah, I, mean? I can like, feel that. I feel that. In the beginning, right, they would be like, yo, Teddy, you ready? Yep, yep. You know what I mean? He was always the yep, yep dude. Um. And uh, it's somebody else. Like, uh, I like Just Blazes. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, but yeah, that's yeah. I'm trying to think. That's probably about it. They they had some of the. But my favorite was always Cannons. I just thought it was. I was like, I would have did that if I was a producer. Yeah, I got a you know actually. I, like, I got a I got a crazy one for you. It's not exactly a tag, but it's a calling card, and that's Pharrell. Mm. Pharrell always mm-hmm. starts his the beats. Four, the four count. The four count on the beat, bro. That's his calling yeah. card. And that's how you know is is Pharrell did it. So I I had to throw that one in there too. Yeah, nah, P P definitely. And and I like I like P's even when the the it wasn't hitting on the drums. You know what I'm saying? So if it didn't start like um and he didn't do it on all of them. Like, it's not on, like, nothing by Nori. Like, that nah. just starts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if you got, like, Milkshake, you know what I'm saying? But when he would hide it, like, how he hid it on All Right. Yeah. Because yeah. won't nothing there but the da, 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 da. Yeah. So it's like you almost forget that it's still there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, that yeah, record is hard, had, too. He always had good ones. Yeah, that, that record. That record is hard, That was that was a, it's crazy because I heard a version before and it was super like, it was, it was more like jazzy. Yeah. Um, and, and they build it up and turned it into something else. But what Kendrick did with that record was crazy, which turned into a whole anthem for just a whole, you know, a commu- a culture of people. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, nah, then Pharrell with the four count, definitely. Fronting. You know what I'm saying? Fronting, man. That, yes. That was the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was crazy. That was Attack of the Clones. That was when Neptunes could do no wrong. <laughs> Not that they could now, but they could do no wrong. It didn't matter. 
No. Like, I remember the bus. I remember seeing yeah. the bus outside the studio, that big-ass bus with both of their faces on it. Like, Dang, This is bro. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, nah, man. Like, you know, when we say something in the water here, it's a for real thing. Like, it's not just something we say. It's like, for real. Yeah, you know for real, I mean? man. I feel it. Yeah, man. So, yeah. So, all right. So, your confession. Wow. Did not know the kid and play were two separate people. Yeah. I, when you said I'm I'm embarrassed to even say this. Now, after you said it, I was like, okay, I get it. I would, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I, I only really had two. I really only, you're, you're one of the two. I've only had two that really, like, took me aback and, like, shocked me. One, <laughs> another guy was saying that, um. I had a guy on here a long time ago that said uh, he didn't know that Shock G and Humpty Hump was two different people. Yeah. And he admitted it on camera. Oh. And you from the Bay, so you already know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That one hits. That one yeah, hits. Yeah, that hit different. Yeah, it does. It but does. then, so you just, so, so when you heard kid and play, you just, you say, you just said, forget the end. Like, it's just kid and play. Like, you, you thought it was one long word? Yeah, I, I'm assuming, man, that just shows how, like, crazy. <laughs> Sheltered I was, man. I would get whispers of different genres of music. My sister, she was she's eight years older than me, and she had mm-hmm. a CD player before I did. And so she would let me actually see the artwork and see, like, I, I remember the Montel Jordan record with uh, This Is How We Do. I remember the hard copy CD and the tape. She had mm-hmm. the, uh, the Walkman, too. So... I don't know if she, she clearly must not have been a fan of Kid and Play like that because if I would have known for sure if I would have saw it in her collection. If you seen two dudes on the front doing the Kid and Play kickstep and one had on the shirt that said two and the other one had on the shirt that said hype, you clearly would have could have at least been like, okay, the, the brown skin guy ain't just his dancer. Maybe he rapped too. Just you know maybe, I mean? just maybe, just a thought. You know. <laughs> Yeah, and they got they, and they got two separate voices. You know, kid is more the kid is here to something, something, yeah, exactly. something. Like he was very high strung and play was like it's the PLA. Why he was a little lower in his tone, but you know what? I I, I let I let you slide, young I'll dude. Slide man, that. that's and again, I, I think that's before I even got into their music at the time. So that's like after I started venturing out, I was like, oh. It's a group. Oh, snap. Because all I saw was, you know, yeah, kid play coming in, you know, with the fro, light skin dude, whoop de whoop coming in on Martin and Fresh Prince and all of that. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, I would, I think, like whispers, I would get whispers of them. Because I, even right. with like uh, Diddly D, like my first introduction to him was from Fresh Prince from the show when he did his cameo. Who? Uh, Diddly, 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 Diddly D. Oh, oh, that's heavy D. Yeah, heavy D. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> like it would is that's how. I, Wait, I, you thought his name was Diddly D? No, no, we not doing this. I would neither confirm. Yarn. I would neither confirm nor deny. Which is nah, Yon. I heard you say it, Yon. I would neither confirm I heard nor deny. You, bro. Mm, wow. I would neither confirm nor deny these things. Oh God. He said Diddly D. <laughs> You didn't you didn't think Tupac had a brother named One Pac, did you? <laughs> I'm just asking. I'm just I'll asking. take it. I I take it, man. I'm over here hot sweating Ooh. in this beanie. I'll take it. <laughs> Listen, man, cuz the way you going, 
You probably you could be like, I wouldn't be surprised at anything you said now. You could be like, hey man, I thought sliding the family stone was, you know, a family work full of rocks. <laughs> like, like I, I don't I don't know what you might say at this point, y'all. I'm just saying. But you you young, so I'm gonna give you a pass. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, bro. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that and the fact that once you once you got on. You opened up your palate and went and listened and, and backtracked. Because a lot of people don't use the internet that way. They're like, oh, I just didn't know. Like, fool, just Google it. You got yeah, YouTube. Man. You're on your phone. You're on your phone a whole lot. If you want to learn something, learn something. So I, I appreciate your generation also because, you know, it's like they like, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, it's, and you, know, it, you, you know, we all went to YouTube University at some point. We all learned, learned something off of there. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that is funny, man. Like I will, I will give you that. Uh, I will give you that. I appreciate so, it, man. <laughs> I just got a couple more questions before I get up out of here. Before I, before I um get you out of here, because it's just a couple of things I want to know. How is it transitioning? How was it? You know, what I mean, transitioning from gospel to hip hop and R and B for you, man. It was honestly from from my vantage point, it wasn't that. <clears throat> It took time. I will say that it, it took time. I remember uh, submitting some beats in to um, I forget the name of the site, but they were affiliated with like Def Jam and a whole bunch of other labels and stuff. And they were like, "Your your melodies and your and your harmonies are on point, but your drums ain't hitting right. Like you need to, you know, you need to learn how to layer drums and stuff." And so I was like, "Cool." Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I just did my homework, man. So I studied, you know, a whole bunch of like mainstream records at that time and figured out like what was the pattern at that point. Like the the horizon of trap on a global scale was like in. So I was like, all right, I'm going to need to learn these patterns and learn this and that. And so then I went back, studied, you know, Floor Tree, Dwele, and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and kind of figured out like what drums were they using, crate drums, and listening to Dilla. Mm-hmm. And so for me, uh, that was just a work part of it. That wasn't the issue. The issue was my following, to be honest with you. My followers knew mm-hmm. me from doing churchy stuff. Gosh. So right. when I started doing chill stuff and doing hip hop, everybody was like, oh, you know, okay, whenever you come back with a shout, we'll be ready. So that was the hard <laughs> part, man. Like I had to go. Got you. Yeah, I had to go radio silent for a minute and like just produce records for like people in the Bay and and it wasn't until somebody that the Bay Area liked uh, that I did a record with her, uh, Lauren Denise Burr. Shout out to her. That's mm-hmm. when people were like, "Oh, you do records? All right, I'll keep an eye." Oh on wow, you. okay. Well, I'll see. We'll see what you. We'll see what right, you. I check for you. I ch- I put you on the radar now. Yeah, I I see what's up. And so then, like that was just locally, but like like globally, man. Like it was two different things happening simultaneously. My first record uh, that I did in 2014 is just like a, a bunch of instrumentals and some features too. But I noticed the more chill neo soul kind of sound. Like that was definitely inspired by Robert Glasper for sure. And it was around right. that time of uh, black radio. So I kind of like, I was like, this is the route I want to go. Let's start here. And then let's kind of mm-hmm. like detach from that kind of sound. So right. I didn't know, man, but like uh, the world was listening to Yon Hunter Jr. Like my first record. And I didn't see it. I didn't see it up close. Cause my, right. you know, my following is in whatever it was into, but 
that was tough. I'll be honest with you. That was really tough. That was a very tough transition to put out, you know, content and, you know, my peers don't really vibe with it because it's not what they're used to. Mm -hmm. And then, um, this will keep it short, man, but then I did the Earth, Wind & Fire cover uh, and that changed everything. I did that on the Mm -hmm. internet, uh, on Instagram and TikTok. Earth, Wind & Fire changes everything. Dude, (laughs) I did that. That cover, I put 808s behind that vamp and and put, like, some crate drums under it. That was it, man. Like, the world responded to that. And then I earned the respect of my more kind of right. gospel community from a Morris Chestnut using my sound in his video. Oh, I always mm-hmm. do you. So it's cool, man. I, I understand how it yeah. goes, but... Yeah, it was it was right. rough in the beginning, but now we kind of coasting, bro. So, yeah, no, nah, that's dope, man. Dope. Well, listen, man, we expecting big things from you. By the time that people hear this, uh, it'll already be your birthday, so the album will already be out. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, we looking forward to everything that you got. And for the people that might not know you, you know, from from my side, the hip hop confession side, let them know where they can follow you at. If this might be your first time hearing of them, it might not be, but just in case it is, let them know where they can get to you at and get these vibes, these chill vibes that you that you put out to the world. Right on. So I came up on social media when it was just a username. So my username mm-hmm. is Y Hunter Music. So the letter Y, my last name, Hunter and Music all together. That's on all social media okay. platforms. And then uh, if you want to check out my music, it's just my regular government name, Jan Hunter Jr., Y, two A's, H-N, and then Hunter and Jr., and you'll be able to find me over there. Bet, man. Well, listen, bro, we appreciate you, man. We wishing you the best of luck in 2023 with all you do. We're going to keep our eyes on you. Yeah, just keep dropping them chill vibes, man. We appreciate you. I appreciate you having me, man. It's an honor, for real, for real. Already, brother. Well, check it out. This is Mad Skill signing out for Young Hunter, and this has been Hip Hop Confessions, because everybody got one. Here's a little story that must be told. And it goes a little something like this. this, this, this.